0: Listening to First Church Charlotte. But it was an enjoyable time of fellowship. Well, our pastor will be back Sunday, and uh, they've been getting some rest this week, and that's good. That's very needful as you carry on the work of God. So let's go to the Word of the Lord tonight. We'll start at John 16, if you'd like to stand, as our custom is, in honor of the Word of God. John chapter 16, verses 12 and 13. And these are the words of Jesus. This is uh, toward the end of, uh, just before his crucifixion, Uh, some of this in John 15, 16, and 17 was like the night before, the day before, just real close to his crucifixion, probably in the last week for sure. And Jesus said to his disciples in verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He's speaking there about the power of God's Spirit to speak to us. Speaking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Speaking about that gift that was coming upon all believers starting at the day of Pentecost. Just about... uh, Uh, 45 days later on, maybe 50 days, somewhere in there. And uh, so he was preparing them and uh, getting them ready for when he left the earth. Let's pray for just a moment and ask God to open our hearts tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your word that's in this house. Thank you, Lord, for the cleansing that can come only by hearing and meditating upon your word let that cleansing come to our lives tonight we love you jesus we want to live for you we want to walk in a manner that's pleasing to you all the days of our life as we enjoy our lives and have the peace that comes with a clear conscience and a walk with you thank you for your many blessings bless us together here in jesus name we pray everybody said amen God bless you. You may be seated. In prayer and meditation this last week or so, I just felt impressed to bring uh, a simple but important Bible study in this service tonight. Jesus said he had some things to say, but... Uh, disciples the people that heard him there were not ready yet to receive them the bible says uh, about people that are babes in christ in the book of hebrews it's written there about uh, i would like to tell you something stronger but you're not ready yet to handle strong meat as you know babies can't handle meat they like milk And if you gave them meat, uh, I'm not sure what would happen, but you don't want to try it to find out. That baby wouldn't like it. The stomach could not digest it properly. And so it is in Christ. As people come into the Lord, as we grow in the Lord, we're able to eat the meat of God's Word. Before that, we can eat the bread of God's Word. Before that, the milk will do us really well. And so we are patient with people as they uh, learn to walk with God. Uh, you could choke a, a child on uh, the wrong uh, type of food. Very careful. It's, it's in little, you know, baby bottles. And everything is checked out really well for babies to be able to digest well and to gain strength on. So it is in serving the Lord And working with people who are hungering after God and uh, having the wisdom to uh, give them what they can handle. And to share with them the word of God and as they continue to search the scriptures themselves and fellowship with brothers and sisters and enjoy the, the services of the Lord and get in his presence and hear the word of the Lord taught week after week they grow in grace, grow in knowledge and the power of God comes into their life in a wonderful way and so here the Lord is uh, telling them that you're not able to receive what I would like to tell you but it's coming when the spirit comes to you the baptism of the spirit will come and you will hear the anointed preaching of the word the teaching the writing of the disciples and the ministers of God as the church goes forward Jesus Christ wrote his will in the New Testament these things that he says uh, you can't bear them now But you can bear them when you get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and and Romans, and Corinthians, and Galatians, and Ephesians, and Philippians, and Colossians, and Timothy, and Thessalonians, and uh, on and on it goes. Here we have the Word of God. This is, if you don't have a will, you need to seriously think about getting just a simple will. It's not a difficult thing to do. There are a lot of ways you can do it really cheap over the internet. Just want to make sure they are according to North Carolina laws. I've had to deal with some wills here recently. But uh, this is the will of God. The Old Testament is the old will of God. It was transcended by the New Testament, which is the new will of God. many of the principles and the the attitudes of God towards sin expressed in the Old Testament remain the same in the New Testament. And they're reiterated in the New Testament. And so it's a wonderful thing. But the new will, uh, the one who made out the will, who who was Jesus Christ, he left an oral will in this world. Very uh, authorized will, even today. And had it all laid out, and then he died, and he rose again, and he became the administrator of his own will. Hallelujah. And so it's a beautiful story and quite a Bible study in itself. And so we find the will of God's presented to us by the disciples, by the writers of the New Testament, the apostles of the Lord, and of course the apostle Paul wrote many of the books of the New Testament. You can uh, pretty well read the New Testament in about 24 hours if you just stayed with it. I believe there's 287 chapters, if my memory serves me right. And if you took about five minutes per chapter, some of them you could read in a minute, but some of them are longer than that. So I'm just saying that to help you to understand it's not a huge effort If you read a good novel, you you will have read a lot of the New Testament as far as the number of word count. So don't uh, think of the New Testament as something hard to understand or read. You and I can handle it. Hallelujah. I read the Bible through 20 times many years ago and stopped counting because I know how flesh is. It'll want to tell you somewhere, well, I read the Bible 50 times. Or I heard one man, he read the Bible 76 times. I said, man, that he ought to know the Bible. He ought to know the gospel. I'd like to meet that man. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing to meditate in the scriptures and, and think on them and read them, listen to them. Let them dwell in your heart richly and understand them. And so... Uh, thank God for the Bible. You know that all the people reread about in the in the in the Bible, most of them didn't have a Bible. The priest had one at the temple in the Jewish days of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, guess what Bible they had? They had the Old Testament. They did a whole lot of preaching from the Old Testament. Even the Apostle Peter on the Day of Pentecost drew his text from the prophet Joel and said, this is that that was spoken of before in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And this is that. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God's still pouring out his spirit on all flesh? We give you praise, Lord. We honor you and thank you. Praise God. So I want to quickly go over the spiritual and biblical guides of our life. If you did a research on spirit guides, you'd find everything from uh, witchcraft to uh, uh, all of the different dark uh, spirits of the age and uh, all kinds of things. Some people are following angels. When you have the word of Jesus Christ to go to, why would you want to follow an angel and kind of like meditate on an angel or pray to an angel when you got the word of life in your hand? And here we are. Most of us have a few Bibles around our house. And it's such a gift that we have. But first of all, our pastor and our young people, our parents, and even other Great godly saints can influence us in our walk with the Lord. As far as our pastor and parents, the Bible says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. My brother Bernard had an opportunity, he felt a great opportunity, to put his structural drafting Ability uh, to work in building churches and other church-related buildings. And uh, the company flew him from San Diego to St. Louis and, of course, back home again to interview him. And Brother Gray felt very troubled about that move. And so he wrote Bernard a letter lining all of his thinking and reasons for... Uh, thinking that Bernard should refuse that offer. And uh, living in a blessed home that didn't talk about the preacher negatively. Didn't put down the saints of God. Uh, of the church. Or or the aints of God in the church. <laughs> the people that weren't living right. They weren't a subject of conversation around our table. Bernard listened to his pastor. About this uh, great job offer he thought and saved himself from a lot of trouble within six months of that job offer the company had already gone out of business and they promised Bernard all kinds of things when he went back there and so our our spiritual guides are there parents are a guide in our youth especially but my parents could have said anything to me questioning something about me my attitude whatever all the way until they went on a number of years back and I would have went to prayer about it I'd have stopped and checked who else is going to tell you the truth like your parents who are willing to die for you if it took that to save your life who would tell you the truth? Who would bring some concern to you about a decision you were about to make? So we need to, even though we may be considered an adult, we don't need to turn the voice of the people that love us the most and uh, say that. Well, they they don't have no more say in my life. Hey, just a minute here. In the in the Word of God, we're taught to honor the elders honor people that have served the lord for many years and if they haven't served the lord even there you want to live in in obedience to them to the best of your ability before god only if they were telling you to commit sin would you counter them and not do it but uh uh, even even people that aren't praying usually wouldn't push you to do something evil so uh those who have rule over us Deserve our respect and consideration. Spiritual leader is under obligation to preach and teach according to the principles and commands taught in the Word of God, the Bible. For advice from our authorities, it should be based on good common sense as well as righteous wisdom from the Bible. We should prove the wisdom to given to us by Scripture, godly authorities in our life. My first 30 years were in a great church in San Diego under the great pastor David F. Gray. Many of you that have been here for years have heard him minister here a number of times. And uh, what a a privilege it was to come up under his ministry. Went two years to the evangelistic field, which is known traveling from church to church, having revivals, believing for a move of God. Then at 32, we landed in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the will of God to take over a church that had been uh, started a number of years before that, about 19 years before that, back in... 1956 and the last the 33 years we were pastor right here in this place hallelujah uh, just a few men when you consider the reality of it built this building with our own hands uh, we had about uh, There's probably 20 men in the church, and uh, usually about 10 to 12 would show up on Saturday. We'd work all morning. The ladies would bring a dinner. We'd sit down and enjoy good fellowship and eat and go back to work. Took us 30 months, but we saved a lot of money. In fact, it wouldn't have been built if we didn't build it ourselves. But God was with us. Amen. And the things that we taught this church in those years— I plan to be living according to that word from now till the end. The Lord takes me home or I hear the trump of God sound. Hallelujah. My son, Brother Nathan Elms, the pastor, the last 10 years. And uh, God has blessed us. Our attendance has grown. Many wonderful things have happened during those years. Uh, it's so important that we hear uh, the voice of authority in our life and to hear uh, from God and prove it by those that we look up to and believe God to trust uh, help us trust him all the way through uh, the second second spirit god spirit of God comes to give us spiritual guidance. For a real child of God, the spiritual biblical guidance comes from those who have rule over us, those who watch for our souls, those who will preach the word of God to us. The Bible says be filled with the spirit and be led by the spirit of God. Personal convictions guided by the spirit of God within us that also conform to good, godly, common sense. And if something doesn't have common sense related to it, we better prove it all out. Because uh, the Bible teaches us to prove all things. Some folks even have personal convictions against drinking coffee. You and I do not have to understand that. Unless we got to have coffee more than we need prayer or Bible or church or, (laughs) then we might should give it up too. But uh, just leave it, but honor them for their sacrifice. Personally, I don't like the taste of coffee. But if I get it tasting like hot chocolate or hazelnut, then I can drink it fine. (laughs) But there are, there's a place for spiritual convictions. Only God knows what's really going on in your heart and in your head. He knows if we're leaning to give something far more uh, allegiance in our life than it deserves. Where we make sure we get this fleshly thing done. Uh, I'm not talking about going to work now. It's the will of God we all go to work. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm talking about. It could be sports. It could be a, a hobby that'll keep us out of church and keep us from being involved in church. It could be a lot of different things. But the Bible tells us of one young man that the Lord just called his hand. He asked for it, and the Lord helped him out and gave him truth. Rich young ruler. Certain ruler asks the Lord, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him why callest thou me good none is good save one that is God thou knowest the commandments isn't it amazing in this day when uh, uh, commandments many times don't want to be talked about the Lord that's the first thing the Lord wants to talk about Thou knowest the commandments, don't commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lackest thou one thing, sell all thou hast and distribute unto the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven, come and follow me. When he heard this, he was very sorrowful. For he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, sorrowful he said, how hardly it is for they that have riches to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, is that a general command for us to all sell what we have and give it to the poor? Far as I know, this is the only one. I know I've read of some missionaries that have almost done that, but this is the one in the scriptures that was told to sell it all, give it to the poor, come and follow me. But that was his personal, con- that was for that young man. And uh, I'm sure the Lord meant exactly what he said. That's what it was going to take for that young man to make heaven his home. He had to sell it all and give it away and follow Jesus. That wasn't a general command. That was for that young man because the Lord saw that he had another God in his life and money was his God and possessions was his God and therefore it had to go because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So the Lord cut to the chase for him he asked, what must I do to have an eternal life? And the Lord's looked right down into his heart. and Said, you won't go to heaven if you don't get rid of this. Because it'll hold you back. And the Lord did him the best favor he could have. The man traded earthly riches for heavenly riches. Help us, Lord, to get some spiritual sight in our life. So we'll recognize how important it is to follow the leading of the Spirit of God. Now, if if someone comes up to you and tells you who to marry, young people, you just put a big question mark on your face and say, well, that's kind of uh, my business, isn't it? (laughs) Because uh, it's been known that uh, ministers back in the 40s and 50s, it's been a long time ago since I've ever heard a minister do it, in the Pentecostal faith but uh, some did it back then and of course first marriage it blows up on them they find out they didn't have the mind of God on the matter that's a sad way to have to figure something out though isn't it and so uh, this is where wisdom in your life has to take hold this is where a pastor comes in this is where a parent comes in this is where someone who loves you And is a spiritual guide, someone who walks with God, they can help you to prove all things and make sure you're not being led astray. And so we have those in authority over us, pastor, parents. Those hold the main places in our life, especially with our young people. Hear what your parent has to say and listen closely and obey. They're looking out for you. And uh, the Lord is calling us to submit ourselves to godly leadership. And the Spirit of God will guide us. Spirit of God will deal with us. Sometimes we we really foul up, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And then we go to prayer. And somewhere in the prayer, it's like the Lord puts his finger right on your heart, right in your head. And something's bugging you and you say lord what is it what's and usually the lord will remind you pretty quickly you really smarted off to that sweet little wife of yours you need to straighten that out you 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 harshly dealt with your child it was far beyond what what the offense was you took it over the top whatever it is And we pray a little longer, and bam, that conviction comes. Conviction is your friend. It's the Spirit of God helping us recognize that we need to humble ourselves, repent, change, and ask forgiveness. And God will see our honesty and our integrity, that we want a a conscience before the Lord that honors him. And we learn to hear the voice of the Spirit in our life and the Lord's helping us. We can't just go on. We can't go on roughshod through life, trampling on people, using people, doing things wrong and think we're going to get by. None of that gets by when the Bible says, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We can't, we can't violate those things and say, well, God's grace will cover it all. Well, no, some good repentance will cover it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Some humility of our life before the Lord and cleansing. And when we need to ask forgiveness, we take care of business because we want to be saved. We want to please God and he will help us. And then, of course, the last one is the inspired Word of God. The Bible. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That I might not sin against thee. This is why meditating on the Word of God is so valuable to us. We're setting our conscience according to the Word of God. We are training our flesh... That it's not going to get by violating the scriptures, violating the word of God. And the scripture itself will bring us conviction. It's that little preacher that jumps up on your shoulder. (laughs) Don't you do that. Don't you say that. No, no, don't you, don't you, don't you. And if you listen, you'll be smart. You won't have to eat those words. Oh, how distasteful eating words are. But uh, you train. we train ourselves to control our thoughts, control our words, and save ourselves so much trouble. And the Word of God teaches this all the way through. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of God makes me want to repent and stop what sin I've been allowing myself to indulge in. Should I live in condemnation? Absolutely not how do you get rid of condemnation we repent of our sins and ask the lord to cleanse us and determine in our heart again to not make that mistake i know we're flesh jesus taught us that we need to repent every day so let's do what jesus taught us to do sometimes we've done something wrong don't find out for a couple of days But however we find out, we need to take care of business and cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the will of God. That's the plan for God. And so, there are so many scriptures that verify how important the Word of God is to us. There's no way I can overemphasize the Word of God in our lives. Without it... uh, we're, we, we don't know what pleases God without the Word of God, without understanding the Word of God. Let me bounce down through just a few scriptures in closing tonight. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, the discerning of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Jesus said to the Jews that had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If we believe this, just these few scriptures I've quoted here tonight. Then that should motivate us to make sure that we don't go through a day without meditating on the Word. You say, Well, I'm off on a job a long way away, don't have my Bible. That's where your memory comes in. Go over messages that have changed your life, go over the Word of God, meditate on it, let it do its work in your life. All Scriptures breathed out by God profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, but nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law doth he meditate day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf doth not wither, uh, wither, and all that he does prospers. Hallelujah. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the word of God. Forever, O Lord, is your word fixed in heaven. For God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I think we ought to praise God. Stand to our feet. Praise him for the word of God. Hallelujah. It's the salvation of our soul. It'll teach us how. How to serve the Lord. How to walk with him. How to please him. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those are the guides, the spiritual, biblical guides that we're to use throughout our lifetime. A man of God in our life. The spirit of, the God, of God in our life. And the word of God in our life. Oh, how I love thy law. Oh, how I love thy law. Let's praise him again. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Bibles. Thank you for all of us to have our own copy. Thank you for the ability to read and to meditate on your word. Thank you for your people, oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The value of our fellowship before and after a church service is a strong part of the apostolic church. Amen. The tabernacle of David worship. When we shout and sing and worship God with all of our hearts, that comes out of the word of God. Hallelujah. It's not just something we do. It's something we do because we want to please the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. And on and on it goes. I want to I want to make heaven my home. I know you do too. And it's there's not a thing in this world worth missing heaven over. Let's set our heart like Jesus set his his heart and mind for the cross. Let us set our heart and mind for heaven. One of these days, the trump of God's going to sound. The dead in Christ are going to rise. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Let's praise him again. Thank you, Lord, for the promise of your coming. Thank you for the truth of your word, O Jesus. I exalt you, my Father. I praise your holy name how great thou art how great thou art let's pray for a Holy Ghost revival this weekend God bless you have a great week thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area come join us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road at the corner of Shamrock Drive Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. and Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m online, find us at firstchurchclt.com or like us on Facebook or Twitter. We hope to see you soon. Come worship with us.